0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from melissaoatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I'm very excited today to have a special guest with us. We have with us Ms. Janet Authorine, and incredibly, she has written two books back-to-back, and I can tell you as an author of a book, that is incredible because it is not easy to write a book, but she has written Island Mindfulness. And that is a book all about learning how to balance life and become more mindful. And then she also wrote The Heart and Soul of Black Women, which is a book about poetry, which I can't wait to hear all about. So I wanna welcome you so much. And Janet, can you please just tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you come to write two books in two months was it you said
1: uh yes yes In you know in a really short time um first thank you so much uh for having me on this fantastic uh podcast i've been following you and i'm just so in love with the wonderful way that you are helping your audience uh in particular particular women um just sort of discover themselves and be their best selves so, thank you for having me. it's a, It's a real pleasure for me. So excited to have
0: you, and thank you so much for following me. I love that.
1: <laughs> yes, um, yeah, so I have been on you know on the mindfulness path for for a little bit now,' I would say you know, for within the last ten years um, you know, my background is a legal background. I spent about uh, twenty five years or so in various roles as an attorney and so I always uh, my mind was always set to kind of analytical thinking and critical thinking and so I didn't set out you know to write books and to write poetry
0: yeah, that's, that's just, quite uh, a leap going from like law which is very much you know straightforward to, to poetry and to mindfulness. That's incredible, I think.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really a transformation. And it started with me getting in touch with my humanity. Um, I started writing poetry at a time when there was a lot of upheaval in my life. And so, um, you know, I was going through a divorce. Um, I was sort of uh, setting out on my own. Uh, I was raising three boys, uh, I was getting all of my finances together, um, and it was just, and, and also there was like a, you know, another relationship that was, was new, that was sort of passive aggressive, and in that relationship, I al- al- always felt a little bit uh, unstable, not be not, not known where I stood. So there was so much happening in my life that I had to kind of get away from the analytical, critical thinking person that I was. And I had to get in touch with my humanity and completely accept my humanity. So that's how the poetry uh, part of it started. So the first poetry book that I wrote was called Wild Heart, Peaceful Soul. Um, and the wild heart is about getting in touch with every part of you, your love language, how you relate to the people that you love, and that can be rocky. <laughs> so that's the wild heart. And the peaceful soul is um, making peace with yourself and every aspect of your being. So it's about both sides of you living, living and existing in full harmony. Um, so um, in order for me to accept my humanity, I had to move away from the critical thinking and I had to move towards just expressing myself. So I started writing a poem here and a poem there, not enough to call myself a poet. At times, I would have these really, really strong emotions and I wouldn't know what to do with them. So I would write them down. And when I was going through all the upheaval that I mentioned a few minutes ago, all of a sudden the floodgates opened. And instead of writing a poem a month, I was writing about three poems each day. So I was letting myself feel everything. So happiness, sadness, vulnerability, uh, grief, uh, feelings of rejection, feelings of abandonment, some days waking up feeling completely empowered, Some days waking up feeling like, oh my gosh, I need someone to inspire me today. And so I was just pouring all of that on paper. And before I knew it, I had maybe about 60 poems. And that's when I said, oh my God, this isn't like a fluke. (laughs) You know, I can do this. I think I may be a poet. And that's how I started, you know, writing poetry, you know, seriously um because it was so therapeutic for me and i felt that maybe if other women read it it may be therapeutic for them also because the things that i wrote about are the things that you would tell your best friend maybe because we think it but we sometimes don't own it um or you know we're ashamed of some of the thoughts and so um So I call that first poetry book, Wild Heart, Peaceful Soul, uh, the stories of women through poetry. And thankfully that's been well received.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, everything that you're describing there is so incredible. The way that I wrote my book is kind of similar too in that it was at first just therapy. Like I was just writing it to get it out for me. And same thing, all of a sudden I realized, I think I have enough chapters here. So I totally relate to what you're talking about. And that's why I encourage women out there and anyone out there to write. Write your feelings down, get them out. And it is true, your words really do reach other people. And and I'm sure that your poems have probably touched so many lives.
1: And, you know, that feels so good. Uh, because the poetry was what led me to mindfulness. Because once we get to a place where we like ourselves, we accept ourselves, we're in touch with all of our humanity, we can sit still, we can be aware of who we are, Um, we're not afraid to be alone with ourselves and our thoughts. Uh, That leads you really directly you know, in full into mindfulness and the mindfulness journey. Um because I spent so much time trying to be strong, like most women do. Um thankfully, you know, I you know I was raised in Jamaica. <laughs> I'm not sure if you do that. So I was raised in Jamaica. I lived there until I was 12. Uh raised by wonderful, strong, hardworking women. And so we were we were brought up to be strong. We were brought up to be resilient. We were brought up to deal with hard times. And if you had issues, you sort of, you know, you kept them to yourself. So it wasn't, it was almost frowned on to be uh, a little weak or a little vulnerable. Um, so I had to, you know, take the good that came with that up- upbringing, but also get to a place where I could fully be myself and not be scared of that. Um, And not to judge uh, myself, but but just to be.
0: That's the hardest thing, isn't it? I think so many people, the hardest part of growing up is unlearning all of the things that we've learned that we're supposed to be or supposed to do or not do and really just be who we are and be comfortable with who we are.
1: Uh, Yeah. And, you know, and, and the strength and the resilience, you know, those are fantastic things. Um, And they've helped me through a lot. But I just never learned how to be vulnerable and to show it. And that was harmful uh, in some of my relationships. So um, I had to unlearn that a little bit and get in touch with my true self
0: so important to do. And I think that there are so many women out there just like you. And I, I would say I was probably the same way. I always had this armor around that heart. Because if you let people in and you let your guard down, you could get hurt. So I think when you've had to go through and it sounds like you've been through a lot too. also having been through a divorce, you know how difficult that is as well. So and being a single mom to three boys, my hats off to you. I just have two. A girl and a boy and that was hard enough so I can't imagine three boys but yeah you have to be so strong and rely on yourself but then we have to learn that it's okay to ask for help or it's okay to let people in sometimes
1: you know and and once I I was able to accept my full humanity I, I felt that I'd found myself and now that I found myself I didn't want to lose myself again so you're very familiar with mindfulness, and so you, you understand the importance of being focused, being aware, not leading a check-the-box lifestyle, but being uh, very deliberate um, about how you show up in the world, and just not, not going through the motions, but you know having a purpose and being present for your entire journey. And so that's what I wrote about in my book, Island Mindfulness, um, how to use the transformational power of mindfulness to create an abundant life. I wanted to share all of my experiences from Jamaica to moving to the United States through um, through love issues, through divorce, uh, friendships, uh, financial highs and lows. Uh, I just discussed it all in this book and sort of laid out on the table and hopefully um as many women as possible can read it and get something from it um because i think mindfulness has really been a lifesaver for me um the thing about women is that we spend so much time helping others that we don't spend enough time on our own issues thinking about ourselves on our own journey and i always say self-care is life care And there's so many of us women who are under significant stress. And even when we're under significant stress, we're worried about others. We're taking care of the spouse. We're taking care of the kids. We're taking care of things at work. We're being good friends to others. But we don't spend that time taking care of ourselves in mind, body,
0: and spirit. 100% wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that that is probably the biggest detriment to being a woman I think in our society is just because it we've just been taught from a very young age that we are the nurturers and we care for everyone and that's just in our nature, but we're always the last ones to take care of ourselves and have our own needs met. And I think that that definitely needs to change.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, it does. Um, I, I encourage women to find a a sister circle. (laughs) My sister circle has been the best thing that has ever happened to me. Uh, a strong group of women that I can rely on. Um, even more, I would say, you know, the relationship with my kids is absolutely fantastic, but having strong sisters and strong girlfriends Uh, that I can rely on has been just instrumental um, in how I show up in the world and how I'm able to help others. And it's been a little bit therapeutic too. Um, I think therapy is fantastic. A lot of us shy away from therapy, but therapy is something that I learned uh, a little bit late in life. I think I went to a few sessions in my 30s but earlier I was very resistant to it. You know, I thought therapy was something that you do when you couldn't solve your own problems, you know? And if you were a strong, resilient woman, of, co- woman, of course you would solve your own problems, right? Um, so I wasn't introduced to that until my thirties, but I think it's absolutely fantastic. And when I meet my former self, women who are my former self, I make sure that I talk to them about, you know, having your girlfriends, having self-care, but not being afraid to Google the therapist, a good therapist in your area, and making an appointment if you feel that you need it. Because that non-judgmental person in your life is something that we all need. And it's worth every penny. (laughs)
0: It is, is. and I would also just throw my two cents in there. You know, if you try therapy and you don't like the person that you go to, and you don't feel like you connect, like that is the important thing. Is that relationship between therapist patient? It has to has to mesh. You have to be able to trust your therapist. So sometimes you have to shop around. I just want to throw that out there because I experienced that with my son. He went to a counselor and. I kept paying you know, all this money and nothing was helping him. And we switched counselors and then it made a world of difference. So you've got to find somebody that you connect to also. And, but it, it is so important, I absolutely agree with you. I think that we should be advocating more for mental health. Everyone should get to see a counselor just because. Because you just need that ability to vent to someone who doesn't have a stake in anything, who can you know, be an objective observer to listen to you. I think, I think we should have that included. You know, you have a regular checkup every year. You should be able to have a regular uh, counseling session too. I think that should absolutely be a part of our healthcare.
1: Well, I mean, the fantastic thing though, is that it doesn't have the stigma that it used to have. And, you know, a lot of employers are actually uh, covering that now. And a lot of people who are afraid to go um, are not so afraid anymore, which is which is good for all of us. Because my gosh, aren't we going through some turbulent times now? Oh
0: my goodness, yes. It's it's hard for and parents trying to do virtual learning with their kids are like wanting to pull their hair out because they don't understand, you know, where are the assignments? What are we supposed to do? And teachers are having to do the hybrid and and facilitate both kinds of learning and that's a a new thing and people becoming unemployed or or if you work in the restaurant industry not knowing whether or not you're gonna be open tomorrow or how much money am I gonna make because we can only let people sit outside everything going on and then the political things going on, the turmoil with the election and and with all of the just the even you know the social movements going on it's everything is in turmoil and I think it could be so easy for people to become overwhelmed right now with everything absolutely
1: you know I say this is the time to to practice radical self-care and not be ashamed of it it really is this is the time to to take care of your especially your mind your mind more so than anything else um get away from from the negative news get away from the breaking news cycle you know we all have to be in touch with what's going on in the world but try to read it sometimes instead of watching it because when you watch it you know the news business is fantastic but it is a business so they want to shock you <laughs> they want your emotions absolutely to get going right
0: yeah they sell fear you know
1: yes 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 so you kind of have to get away from the breaking news cycle and give your mind a break sometimes um, and try to infuse your mind with a lot of positivity. You know, what's your favorite things? What's your favorite show? You know, um, you know, even in the morning, wake up with gratitude and meditation. You know, when you go to bed, go to bed with a little bit of meditation if you can. Um, If you're a spiritual person, maybe some prayer. Uh, your favorite beach sound. We just have to infuse everything that we can. Throw every good thing that you can find at yourself and at your mind, uh, because there's a lot of this stuff going on out there that you know we have to overcome. Absolutely,
0: that is such great advice. So let me ask you, what is some of your favorite self care that you do for you? So if you have like an afternoon or whatever, and you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to spend some time pampering me, what are some things that you like to do?
1: Okay. Well, I, um, <laughs> I start my self-care first thing in the morning, you know, with affirmations. And so, you know, what I do is, you know, the, the concept of the financial concept of, you know, paying yourself first. Yeah. I do the same thing when it comes to self-care. I build in time for myself. So every day I try to pay myself first. So, you know, I have three boys in the house. So I get up at, at about 5 a.m. They wake up at about 7. So I have two hours in the morning to do that pay myself work first. So it's either, you know, a prayer or meditation, uh, being grateful just to be alive and awake and telling myself that this is going to be a fantastic day. And whatever is going to come, I can handle it. Right. And then I think of three things that I need to accomplish. But because we, especially as women, we don't put ourselves on the agenda. So um, I think of three things that I want to accomplish, no more than three, because I set myself up to win. <laughs> so I may do six, but I just aim for three. And one of those three has to be something that's self care related. So whether it's, you know, it's hard these days. But in better times, it was, you know, you know, getting a little manicure or pedicure, um, spending an hour in a coffee shop, just quiet time writing or reading. Um, You know, calling a good friend, one of those happy, positive friends that, you know, feed into you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, calling a good friend, just doing something that brings you joy. Um, So that's how my day starts. And during the day, I try to weave in mindfulness. So I make sure that I'm not going, 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 going. So at the start of every hour, if I can remember, or when I can remember, I try to spend two to three minutes and just being aware of my breath um, and just sort of centering myself again, You know, breathing, feeling the breath from head to toe, uh, feeling my chest you know, expands. Um, and that just that just brings me peace. It may sound a little strange, but uh, it makes my entire body relax. And it That's, brings back to me.
0: No, I think that that makes total sense because what we don't realize throughout the day sometimes, and I've noticed this myself, as I'm like going about my work, that we're like this, we're all tense and yes. hunched up and our shoulders are up to our ears because we're just so tense. So that breathing is just a way for you then to, okay, relax, like you don't need to be tense. And it really does, it brings you back to balance um, because our emotions can be all over the place, but being mindful enough to stop and notice how you're feeling and acknowledging, okay, this is how I'm feeling, but you can change it at any moment because we can control how we choose to feel. Even if you're not having a good day, I always say you can start over at any point during your day and just close your eyes, take a deep breath. So I love that you do that because that definitely can reset yourself.
1: Yes, yes. And and during the workday, and this is also self-care, not letting other people's emergencies derail your day. That's so easy with the emails. So I'm not constantly reading emails because... Some of them are helpful, some of them are useful to whatever you have planned for the day, but a lot of them are other people just eating up your time, Um, and that sets you off on the wrong track and and, and can really, really derail your day, and you you really don't want that, Um, and just telling yourself good things throughout the day. You know, nothing is wrong with saying, hey, you did a good job on that project, you know, or you know, you've gone through two of your three things. High five! But really, telling yourself good things because the mind is really powerful, and we are—we need to be our own best friends. Sometimes we forget that. Uh, we look for others to affirm us. There's nothing wrong with being your own best friend. Um. So, so I, so I try to do that, and I encourage others to. It takes a while for it to kind of stick because we feel shy about doing that. But yeah, be your own cheerleader throughout the day. And you know, if I'm driving home, on the way home, I'm grateful for what I've accomplished. If I didn't get to something, something, I remind myself that I'm still blessed. Tomorrow's another day. We did our best today and we'll start again tomorrow, right? And if you can, if you didn't get to build In that self-care at the beginning of your day, try to do it before you you head home, because what you want is, if you have kids like me, you want to be in that peaceful place by the time you transition from work to your family life, because you want to bring peace and joy and happiness to that family situation. You don't want to be the you don't want to bring the stress to it. So my my self-care is really from the the moment I wake up throughout the day and to the end of the day, I'm staying in a positive
0: place. And I really think that you being your own best friend and being your cheerleader, that is such a great point because so many people rely on other people for validation. And the problem with that is if they can validate you, they can also make you feel really bad about yourself at the same time. So if you're the person who's validating yourself, then no one else can make you feel bad about yourself because you know who you truly are. You're only looking to uh, make yourself proud and no one else. And so that's the best way to be able to live your life. But too many of us are in that people pleaser mode. And we feel like we have to make everyone else around us happy and, and proud of us when in reality, the only person we should be worrying about is ourselves.
1: Um, uh, for <laughs> for for sure for sure um, and and again it goes back to just being getting to a place where you feel comfortable with you um, and and that is quite a journey um, it's a work in progress but mindfulness has really helped me you know show up for myself which gives me the ability to show up for others.
0: So now on your book, um, Island Mindfulness, which I love the title, by the way, because what it makes me think of is being in this state of like how I would feel if I got to be on an island in the ocean (laughs) near the beach, which is my, like my heaven on earth, because I love the ocean. Is that what you had in mind when you were thinking of the title?
1: You know what? Um when I was writing the book on mindfulness, I was writing about my journey. And so I was, I went all the way back to my roots in Jamaica. And what I discovered was that in a way I had always been on a mindfulness journey um, because Jamaica is well-known for its laid back lifestyle. You know, it's the Marley one love. It's the no problem. man, it's the, Everything is irie. You know, those are all the, the the sayings that are associated with being from Jamaica. So it's not that there is no problem. It's just that we realize that, you know, the problem is going to last forever. So you solve it and then you move on and you try to find some joy in something. Right. So as I was writing the book, uh, I was hearkening back to my childhood and Island Mindfulness was just the perfect title. Um And then I started thinking about how mindfulness and my island journey complemented each other. And so island mindfulness is a mix of the mindfulness concept and emotional intelligence. So it's about being focused and aware. And based on that focus and awareness, being able to react in a a very emotional, intelligent way to all of the things that come at us in life. So whether it's dealing with your spouse, all the issues with your children, your coworkers, it's about bringing mindfulness uh, in that space in a very emotionally intelligent way. So I, I think of that as the island superpower.
0: Yes, we need more of that for sure, because I think that not only with everything that's going on in the world, but just if you're a busy person, it's hard to find balance sometimes between you know what i'm doing here and what i'm doing there and and still being able to take care of yourself so i love that you wrote this book to help people learn everything you've learned because isn't that what it's about it's like you're you're teaching others all of the things that have helped you and and what you have learned throughout your journey which is fantastic that you're using your own life experiences to help others. I love that people are doing that and and writing their books. And I think that's amazing.
1: Well, once you get to a place where you feel comfortable with yourself and you feel that, I don't know if it's a journey that's ever mastered, but you feel comfortable with yourself and confident in the, the life that you have lived. Then you feel confident in passing everything that you have learned on to others. And so, you know, my website, uh, The Islet Mindful Path to Transformation, focuses on mindfulness, mindset, and mentoring. And the mentoring part is the part where we try to teach young women everything that we have learned. So there are two sections to it. The first one is a group that I formed called Women Leaving Footprints. So, these are free interviews I do with women who have a story to tell that can help younger women. And so, I just interview women, I share their stories, and I ask them about all of their life lessons and how those lessons can help younger women. And then, I have another group called Self-Care Sisters on Facebook. And that's a group where all the women come together together. Younger, a little bit more experienced, not older. And we share our journeys. And it's about self care. It's about nurturing and supporting each other. And it's a fantastic group. If anyone is interested in joining, we would absolutely welcome you. Um, But I've tried to put those two uh, worlds together because the young women need a lot of mentoring. (laughs) And with all the technology that we have, you can't Google some of the life experiences that another woman can share with you in person or through her story. so we tend to want to Google everything and it's kind of cool, but there's nothing like, you know, getting that one-on-one advice and being able to message someone and say, hey, how did you deal with your divorce? You know, how are you dealing with the virtual school for three kids? You know, how are you handling having a child on the autism spectrum? Um, How are you handling, you know, the political upheaval and all of the issues with sexism and racism? Just having that sounding board has been helpful to all of the women in the group.
0: I love that you have that group. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, Not only because, well, you can't Google those answers, but also there are a lot of women out there who... Come from very toxic families who can't go to mothers or you know family members for advice because the advice that they would get might not be the best you know advice because it's um, it's not coming from someone maybe who would give the best advice because they don't have the tools to so the fact that you have a mentorship program going on is great because as a young woman growing up, going to college, going through all the things that I went through. I had my mom, but it would have been nice to have other perspectives too, um, and to be able to talk to many women. I think it's awesome to have women who are younger, and I like your, uh, your wording of it, with more life experience, not <laughs> saying older, I like that, am going to do that from now on. I like that um, because you get so many different perspectives. And I think that that's so valuable.
1: You know, and at this point of my um, my journey, uh, you know, my biggest concern is, well, the first concern really is getting my three boys through virtual school because I don't know how we're surviving. <laughs> it's rough, it's, it's absolutely rough. Um, but I'm hoping that we're gonna look back at this, you know, in a few years and laugh about it. But you know, it's quite the journey for you know for a lot of us. So you know, raising strong, well-educated boys is probably my first priority. But then after that, it's really about impact, and impact really means you know uh, passing on everything that I've learned. Uh, because we're all unique, we're all on, a, on our own journey, um, but we're on that journey for a reason. Um, and we need to share our stories. So whether it's my story or the stories of other women, I wanna make sure that I do things for the rest of my career that's impactful in a positive way.
0: Wonderful, I love that you're doing that. So I know you have your books and you have your mentorship program that you're doing. Is there any other way that um, someone can work with you uh, if they wanted to you know, work on themselves or or what all do you offer um, through your website?
1: Uh, My website is www.JanetAuthorine.com. All my information is there. So if you'd like to be interviewed for Women Leaving Footprints, just reach out to me. If you'd like to join Self-Care Sisters, the link is there. I'm I'm beginning to teach um, some mindfulness courses on island mindfulness, so you'll find information there we're doing a um our first island mindfulness uh virtual retreat in january um i had this wonderful wonderful plan to do uh, a live retreat in jamaica uh but we have amended that so we're gonna (laughs) make the very very best and we're gonna have the best of zoom and have an awesome virtual retreat in January, which is a great time to kind of rejuvenate and feed your mind, body, and soul. So you can get some more information on that um, on my website. But I'm all about building community. So, you know, if anyone, if there's anyone out there who wants to learn the island mindfulness way, you know, just reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you.
0: I'm going to go to your next Jamaican retreat. I will be there for sure. <laughs>
1: I'm really hoping to do that retreat, if not the end of 2021, then the beginning of 2022. Um, I'm because eye eye no, out for that. no place like Jamaica.
0: Um, I've never been, so I'm keeping an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So if you would like to join her retreat or learn more about working with her or purchase her books or join her Facebook group, which I would highly recommend getting involved there because that's just going to benefit you to get wisdom from others in your community. You can go to her website and that is going to be in the show notes. So when you go to the podcast show notes, all of her information will be right there and you can just click on it and go right to it. So, and Anne, I'm sure all of your book information is on your website as well, so they can purchase your book, um, your, either your books of poetry or your Island Mindfulness book. Is that correct?
1: Oh, yes, that's absolutely correct. Thank you.
0: Yes. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. It was such a great conversation, and you're such an amazing person. So thank you for being here with us.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me and thank you for your wonderful, to your wonderful audience for listening. Um, I love this show and I'm just going to continue to support it and I want to see you continue to do wonderful things and have your impact, <laughs> which you're <laughs> having now, your impact in so many lives and I'm so proud of you for what you're doing. Oh, thank
0: you so much. I, uh, I want to ask you one last thing. Is there any last, any words of wisdom maybe that you could give to anyone who's out there who would like to do something to make a better or more positive impact on the world?
1: Um, yes. Um, the first thing I'd like to say is always remember that you're unique. So your story is powerful. Your journey is powerful. So the biggest way that you can impact the world is to continually share your story and your journey with others. Um, So look for opportunities to be the most authentic you that you can be. Um, Because you don't know, there's someone watching you every single day. So you don't know sometimes that your journey is an inspiration to others but it absolutely is. Um, So always be your full self, uh, embrace your humanity, embrace your uniqueness, whatever makes you unique, find your purpose and walk into, walk in your purpose. And you'd be surprised how much you can influence others um, and make a positive impact on the world around you. They always say, you know, Start with yourself, expand to someone else, and then someone else, and then someone else. And before you know it, you have this large community of people that you're having an influence, a positive impact on.
0: Yes, yeah, we talk about that a lot on the show that it's a ripple effect, that the positivity that you spread out there spreads, and then more people spread positivity. And same thing I like to tell people, too, when you work on yourself and you shift yourself, it's amazing you'll see that those around you shift as well, usually, because they want to know, what are you doing? Why are you so happy? What is it that you're doing? Are you trying a new protein shake or what, what's making you so happy? <laughs> and then when you start telling them, no, it's I'm doing a meditation or I do affirmations, they're like, oh, well, I can do that. And so then it just kind of catches on and spreads. So. Um, I love that. I love that you said that. And I think that is such great advice. So thank you again so much for being here with us. And I'm going to check out your Facebook group as well, because I think that's probably going to be such an amazing community of women. And I can't wait to see what goes on in that group. So I will be checking that out myself. And if you guys want to check out her website again, you can go to the website. It will be in the show notes. I want to thank everyone for being here with us today. As always, I am sending you guys so much love and light. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please share it. Please leave a review from wherever you're listening because that helps others to hear this message. And I also want to encourage you to follow me on social media. All of my social media links are in the show notes. I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading for you. And if you show up to the live, I will also pull an individual card for you as well. Also, I post videos to Instagram and IGTV, and I have free guided meditations on my YouTube channel. So go check all of that out. If you wanna work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all of the services that I offer. You can purchase one directly from the website. All of my um, offerings are done online through Zoom. Again, I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys.